What's up, everyone? Welcome back to NFL Only here on Spark Talk, and today we are going to dive into our last position rankings for the 2020 NFL Draft. It will be the wide receiver class. Uh, this class was really deep, and so we decided, you know, at first we were going to do a top 10, but we decided, look, there's a lot of really good players in this class, mm-hmm. and so we extended it to a top 15. So, Wyatt, who is your number 15 wide receiver? Uh, my number 15 wide receiver is Antonio Gandy Golden. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I like about him. Uh, he's a great. He has a great catch radius. Uh, makes really good uh, contested catches. He's really good at boxing people out. Yeah. Uh, in the red zone, but there are some things that why he's number fifteen. Uh, he doesn't have that separation that you want, mm. and he has a I guess big wide receiver syndrome, where he just doesn't move. All fluid, uh, fluidly, mm. like you like you see from smaller guys, uh, yeah. and that's a big issue for him. But if you take in like he could be a really good red zone threat for a team or a Aaron Rodgers type of receiver mm. where a lot of back shoulder throws. Yeah, uh, I think he'd be very productive at one of those. Yeah, I mean I agree. I think he's got high potential. I really liked him, but he was unfortunately a guy that um, did not make my list, and uh, that was kind of shocking for me once yeah. I started going through. Um, all the receivers. Uh, I went through 26 receivers, um, by the way, and Wyatt went through about, what, 24, 25, 22? 22. So, yeah. I mean, we went through a crap ton of guys to yeah. get ready for this podcast, and uh, I was just kind of shocked that he wasn't one of the guys for me. Yeah. Uh, so, my number 15 is Brian Edwards out of South Carolina. Um, he's a guy for me that had great physicality, very strong hands. Uh, he was a very productive um, mm-hmm. college wide receiver out of South Carolina who, you know, they don't ever always throw the ball super well. So, uh, for him, each year he got better in his production. Each year he grew as a player. Um, he's built very well. Um, he has great size. He's like 6'3", 215 pounds. Uh, I think he has pretty good yak ability, uh, yards after catch. Um, and for me, the biggest thing was every time I watched any of the corners, especially in the SEC, he always popped off the page to me um, mm-hmm. or off the screen to me where I was like, who is this guy like, you know, making like, plays, like yeah. making plays, competing against Christian Fulton or uh, Trayvon Diggs or you name it, um, Cameron Dantzler, guys like that. I mean, top tier kind of talent. He was able to really show out and really play well. So he is my number 15. I just don't, the reason he's he, number 15 is simply because yeah. I think he needs to improve his route running. Uh, he doesn't create a lot of separation. Um but I think he's a really interesting player because he's just kind of like one of those guys. He's just a gamer. He just plays really well, plays really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he has a really nice uh, contested catch ability. And so I think if you can just work on his route running, kind of um, help him to be able to create a little bit more separation, he could be a really solid, you know, like low-end number two, high-end number three receiver. Yeah. Uh, he didn't uh, make my uh, list, uh, but he reminds me of a James Jones in a sense, where uh, not overly athletic. He's not going to okay. burn you deep or anything, but he gets open with his physicality. Uh, same thing what I said about Andy Golden. Uh, the thing that hurts him is, like, uh, he's not he's not the best route runner, but he could be a really good uh, back shoulder type of wide receiver or a red zone threat for a team. Mm-hmm. He also did, like, some jet sweeps for uh, South Carolina, and uh, he actually did really good on those jet sweeps. So yeah. He has some, like, downhill speed. To mm-hmm. him, like if you if he gets going, he has some speed to him. Yeah. So who is your number fourteen? My number fourteen is Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I I like him better than uh, eh, Antonio Agandy Golden. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I think feel like he moves better. Uh, 
and I feel like they got like the same skill set almost. I just feel like he moves a little bit better than uh, Gandy Golden. Uh, but I think he still has the same issues. He's uh, He just doesn't get a lot of separation at times. Mm. Uh, he's very good with contested catches, though. He's, I think he'd be a really good red zone target. And another thing that he just didn't pop off the page when he releases. Mm. Uh, he releases very slowly off the, off the line of scrimmage. Uh, and that didn't really uh, pique my interest at all with him. Uh, he's fast when he gets going, but at the start, he's kind of he's kind of slow getting off his release. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why he's down my list. But I think he moves very well for his size, though. Okay. That's my thing with him. Um, my number 14 is LaVisca Chenault Jr. Um, and this was a guy, like, coming in, you know, I just heard some really good things about him, watched the highlight tape. And I was like, you know, like, this guy looks, okay, this guy's pretty interesting. This guy's kind of, you know, like, I'm, I'm excited to kind of, you know, learn more about him. And then as I got into the film, I just have a lot of question marks. One, you know, there's the, there's the injury concerns surrounding him. Uh, I think, what is it, an ankle? Is, uh, I forget something, yeah. It made him run a very slow time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, was it core muscle? It was a core, a core, core or something. Or something. Like, yeah, like I'll he, look it up real quick. So there are some injury concerns with him. I think they're probably, I think he's probably okay. Um, but that's still going to be a concern, but he's a wide receiver with running back ability. Um, I really like his, uh, yards after catch ability. Uh, he's very, very good at breaking tackles. He's a strong dude, very solid hands. Uh, I just think he really has to refine his game. I mean, he's got all the tools to be, a um, to be a big time, um, wide receiver in this NF- in the NFL, but I just don't see, um, I don't see him creating a lot of great separation. I don't see him really um, have any technique to his route running. Uh, and I, I think that's stuff you can work on. I think that's stuff you can grow. I mean, you, you just can't teach his kind of ability, um, you know, his ability to, you know, to after he catches the ball to really do what he does and have the vision that he does when he's uh, running, mm-hmm. breaking tackles, <clears throat> making people miss. And, uh, and still, he has good hands. So I think, it's, I think it's one of those cases where it's not just an athlete you're trying to, con- you know, convert to receiver. It's he's a wide receiver. He just you just need to refine and, and, and kind of tool some things up for him to um, really allow him uh, to shine at the next level. Yeah. Uh, I think he can be a better version of uh, Cordell Patterson. I know some people are throwing that around because, you know, he's a re- he, you know, he has some ability in the return game and running the footballs or running back and doing all that kind of jazz. And so I think he can be a better version of Cordell Patterson, um, and hopefully he kind of hits a little bit earlier because, uh, you know, obviously Cordell Patterson's kind of hit his stride the past – what two or three seasons? Just yeah, be, once he got to, uh, one, I think once he got to New, uh, to Oakland, uh, I think he had a it, it wasn't stat productive, but he had a productive ish season. Mm-hmm. He went to New England, then they started using him a lot more. Then goes to the Bears, and mm-hmm. well, he went somewhere before the before the Bears. I think he was still with New England at the time, and then uh, played a couple of, a couple of years in New England. Then went to the Bears. And actually, was very productive for uh, the Bears last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, like you said, if he hit, if he hits his stride in the league, uh, which I feel like he will, because I just feel like people didn't know how to use Cordell uh, Cordell Patterson a lot. Yeah. So I think people will know how to use him. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, because he's got a lot of potential. Yeah. So who is your number thirteen? Uh, my number thirteen is Devin Duvernay. Okay. Uh, I like his speed. I think he has some really good speed. Uh, really good release off the line of scrimmage. 
Uh, but he's not the best route runner in the world. Yeah, uh, that was my thing for him. Uh, he's a good DAC guy, though. If you game on a screen, you game on a slant, mm-hmm. he could take it to the house. He did it uh, against LSU, actually. One of my things was I just think he's going to be more of a slot guy in the NFL. Yeah. Um, he's got really good hands, really good contested catchability. I thought that was pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I just – yeah, I don't I don't see the route running or the um, – he has the speed to be a really good playmaker. Yeah. With the, I think he has to be with the right team, though. And mm-hmm. one thing I saw with him is when he's on those slant rounds or, is he, if, or if he's on a post route, mm-hmm. the dude cuts. So we were talking about DeAndre Swift cutting mm-hmm. uh, when he's running in front of the hole and then he cuts. He, on his slant rounds, the way he cuts and he explodes off that cut, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's, he's limited in his route tree a little bit. If he can expand that route tree a little bit, I think he'd be really good, but at, at the moment, he's just very limited with really good athleticism. Mm-hmm. And I think right team, he gets in the right uh, position, I think, he, I think he can be productive. Yeah, he was another guy that didn't make my list, but I liked quite a bit when I watched him. And I mm-hmm. think he, you know, he's one of those you know, mid-round, four, like a fourth-round kind of guy you can bring in and actually yeah. be really productive mm-hmm. um, as a rookie. My number 13 is Isaiah Hodgins mm-hmm. from Oregon State. And so I didn't know who the heck this guy was. Um, I just kind of saw him as, you know, one of the prospects. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to try to look as many as the top tier guys as I can. And he really jumped off the screen to me. Uh, he's a big body wide receiver. Uh, when I watched the tape, I was like, is he that big? So I had to look him up. He's like 6'4", like 210, 208, 210 or something like that. Um, he has really solid route running. Uh, that was something that really impressed me for his size. Um, a really good catch radius. Um I think he has a pretty good ability to catch in traffic, although at times it's not a, you know it's not as elite as some of the other guys uh, in mm-hmm. this class. Uh, the the thing is, he's just not really <laughs> explosive or that fast, so you know he's not like a dynamic athlete or like a deep ball threat that you're gonna have. Um, but I think he does a really good job at creating separation. Just at times, it can be inconsistent, uh, and I just think that's gonna be something he's just gonna have to continue to work on. But I see a lot of really good traits as far as his route running, um, uh, creating separation, and just being such a big target. Uh, that I think he could be one of those sneaky guys that is a sleeper if he goes to the right team uh, with those abilities to really be a productive, like, number two, number three receiver. Yeah, I agree with you on that. So, we'll uh, – so, was it my number 12 now? Yep, you're number 12. All right. Uh, my number 12 is KJ Hamler from Penn State. Okay. Uh, I thought you were going to say another KJ. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, oh, was it KJ Hill? Yeah. Uh, yeah, KJ Hamler. He, uh, from Penn State, he's uh, – has elite speed. When you when uh, I think the first game we watched of him is the 2018 Ohio State game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he took a slant route and burned every single person by a good 30 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he would have been up there with Henry Ruggs. I think Henry Ruggs is a little bit faster than him, mm-hmm. uh, but he's up there in speed. Uh, I just think he's very limited, just like Duvernay is with uh, route running a little bit. I think he, got, he gets off the ball well. I just don't think he's a polished route runner. Uh, but he's a good uh, yards at the catch guy. He's a good yak guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you give him the ball in space, he's yeah. going to make you miss. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's why he's over Duvernay, Duvernay for me. Is I feel like he ha- he's a little bit faster. Uh, and he can. I feel like he's a little bit better at making people miss in the open space. And I feel like the right team, right situation, just like Duvernay, uh, I think he'd be very productive in this league. But... I think if he gets more technically sound, uh, he reminds me of, uh, I'm not going to say Tyreek Hill, because Tyreek Hill's developed his game a lot, but if he could develop his game, he can turn it into a, I don't know, as good as Tyreek Hill, but 
into a type of well, player. Maybe like, like McCole Hardman. Yeah. That kind of guy. Yeah. That's what, that's what he reminded me of when uh, I was watching him a little bit. Okay. Uh, so my number 12 is another KJ. KJ Hill from Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Uh, first couple things I wrote were he doesn't have like elite top-end speed or explosiveness, um, but he's still a fast guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has really good hands, um, but in traffic he you know has an issue of holding on to it, which that is what it is. Uh, I think he's a very good route runner, though. Um, I really love that about his game. That's why he's uh, he climbed into my top 15 and is at my number 12 spot. Um, <clears throat> I think he does a really good job at creating separation, too. That was something that jumped off for me. And I think he's just a true slot guy. Uh, I, just, I just wish he had a little bit more explosiveness and a little bit more speed. Like, yeah. I think he's just like a lesser version of a K.J. Hamler or a, um, and an even lesser version of a Henry Ruggs. Like, they yeah. all kind of play similar. Uh, but he just he's just not quite there with that that speed and explosiveness uh, that you would want out of a smaller guy. But I think if you put him in the slot, I think he could be a really, really, really productive guy for somebody just based off of um, how much I really loved his route running and ability uh, to create separation. Yeah. All right, so was my number, number 11, 11 is Brandon IU. Okay. Yeah, he's my number 11. Uh Curious to hear this. Uh, my f- first things first is I think he's a great playmaker. Uh, he's not he's fast, but he's not top end fast. Uh, and I think that hurts him with his size and everything at times. But he does, he has the ability to make people miss in the open open field, mm-hmm. and it's very hard to bring him down. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I think he's a I think he's a good route runner. I, I do think I don't know if it's me, but for me, I didn't see him run, I guess, enough routes or variation of routes on film. That's why he didn't make into my top 10. I feel like he has that ability, though, mm-hmm. if uh, it gets into another. Because uh, I know uh, Herm Edwards is a pro-style coach. Uh, he gets into the NFL, and they allow him to do more stuff. I feel like he'd be very productive. Uh, I think he has that ability. But I've, I feel like with the tape I watched, he didn't. he just didn't run – a variation of routes, and that's what kept him off the list. He was very good at running those routes. Okay. Uh, and but I just didn't feel like he had the explosiveness like some of the other players up on my list did. Okay. Uh, that very similar to his game, but I think he could be really good uh, yards at the catch, a yak guy again, and uh, he does have some drops from time to time, which is what put him down on my list a little bit. But you okay. get him in the open space, you allow him to maneuver and be shifty, kind of be a running back a little bit. In the open space, I feel like he could be really good at that. Okay. Uh, so my number 11 is Van Jefferson out of Florida. Um, this was a guy I honestly, I don't even think I had him on my list to watch until I think you said something. Mm-hmm. Um, or he was like, I think he was like right at the very end. Uh, number one thing is he doesn't have top end speed. Um, that's with a lot of the lower guys, right? That's just, that's just going to hold them back from being like a truly dynamic, like elite receiver at times. Yeah. Uh, and, and not all the time. Look, Mike, Michael Thomas doesn't have like elite top end speed, but he's just so freaking good catching the ball and route running that it doesn't almost it doesn't even matter. Um, but with Van Jefferson, I think he has really good hands. Um, but I do see at times where he does drop some catchable balls that do make me have a little bit more concern. Like I, just like kind of uh, some drag routes or some slants where he just he creates separation uh, and then more like focus right. drops. It's just yeah, he's just not always focused, and that kind of bothered me a little bit. But I think he's got great hips. I think he's a great route runner, honestly. Um, he does a really good job with his technique. Uh, he's not a real yak threat, but, you know, 
you don't always need guys to be that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he actually does a really good job at creating separation as well. Uh, I just really, really like him as a receiver. I think he's a really good, true possession receiver that if you get him within the right system and you get a coach that knows how to use a really good route runner like this um, and you can just continue to work on his hands, continue to grow that part of his game where he just uh, you don't feel like he dro- can, is going to drop easy passes. Uh, I really, I just really like him. Um, just the way he moves, uh, the way he sets people up, the way he runs his routes. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that can be very effective uh, in the NFL. I think it translates well to the yeah to the NFL. All right, so I guess my number ten, yeah. well, we're cracking the top ten here, is Laviscus Chanel. Okay. Uh, the reason he's above, uh, I think Brandon Ayu is. I feel like he's more dynamic in a sense where I feel like you can put him in a mul- more, I guess, positions. Mm-hmm. And he's like the Cordell, like you mentioned, uh, the Cordell uh, Patterson. That's what I got from him watching the, uh, watching this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, is I feel like you can put him anywhere uh, and he'll succeed at it. Mm-hmm. Ex- probably except for quarterback. But uh, they play him in the Wildcat. He was able to read the hole and attack uh, and, uh, and attack the uh uh, line of scrimmage like he like he was a running back like he's been playing it forever uh like you said he has really good hands uh he makes very contested catches i just think he doesn't the reason he's down my list is i feel like he doesn't get the separation that you want he's not a polished route runner yeah uh but i, I did look it up he he did have a core injury so mm-hmm. he ran a i think it was a, i think he said a four five eight almost a four six with a core injury i think he's running around either the high four fours or four five uh, so he has the speed to burn people deep, and he and he's just very versatile. I think uh, I feel like if you begin with the right situation, I think he's very similar to. He might, uh, he's not he's not a similar player to Paris Campbell, but uh, what I said about Paris Campbell last year was mm-hmm. uh, he needs the he needs the right coach to put him in the right situations to succeed. I feel like Frank Wright. I uh, mm-hmm. could have done that very well with uh, Paris Campbell before he got injured. Uh, gosh, my notes keep messing up. All right, so, but I feel like if you get him with the right system or the right coach that knows how to utilize him, mm-hmm. I think he could be very good in this league, just like a Cordell Patterson, who's been very productive these last, was it four seasons? Mm-hmm. He's been very productive. Uh, put him in those uh, positions to have him succeed. Do what he Do what he's good at. Do what he's best at, and he could be very productive. He could be one of your best players on the team. He just that type of athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, just put him in put him in positions to have him succeed. Don't put him in positions to fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. that's my big thing with him. All right. Um, so my number ten is Michael Pittman Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was another. You know, he's another Senior Bowl guy that um, I think started getting a lot of hype around that time. I thought he, you know, did did good in the Senior Bowl, kind of showed out, and I think got on a lot of teams' radars. Yeah. Uh, high character and a leader that's just something you always hear about him and uh, that's just you know you, you kind of want those guys in your locker room and yeah you know, that that stuff always uh, is gonna you know make me like you a lot more uh, I think he just does a lot of things really well he's not a dynamic athlete or he's not a playmaker um, you know he's not really that fast or explosive honestly and I know it's like uh, why and then why is he number 10 I just think he does everything very well I think he he's a really good route runner um, has I think he has very good sure hands. I think he had the lowest drop rate uh, per uh, from Pro Football Focus out of every receiver coming into this mm-hmm. draft. Um, 
which is very, very impressive. I think he actually does a really good job of creating separation. Uh, I think he can make catches in traffic. Um, and I think he, he is a guy that has a high floor. He's ready mm-hmm. now to contribute. I think you bring him in now um, just because he's, I think he's a smart player. You, you know, he's got a big body. He's got a, you know, he's got the body to, you know, hang with NFL guys. Mm-hmm. I think he'd come in right now and produce as a number two receiver. Um, like yeah. I said, you're going to need a number one that's, a, that's dynamic, that can do a lot of things, that can stretch the field. But if you bring him in as a number two guy, you know, to be a really good route runner, to be a guy with sure hands, that's the kind of guy you're going to get in Michael Pittman yeah. Jr. So uh, my number nine is James Prochet from uh, SMU. Okay. Wow. Uh, wow. So I thought he, I thought he had some really good route running ability. Uh, he is really fast too. Like he blows by cornerbacks uh, and safeties all the time. Uh, he has a really good hands. Uh, my big thing is why he's number nine is when he gets pressed, he's almost done. Yeah. That's my big thing with him is when he gets pressed, he's virtually done on the play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when he's free and he gets a free release, he'll burn you. He'll burn you with the speed. He'll get. He'll get separation with his route running. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, if you throw some screen routes to him, you throw some bubble screens to him, or uh, throw him like having him do a little drag across the middle, he's going to make people miss. He's very shifty in open space. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can be a good yards after catch guy, which is getting very prominent in this league nowadays. Mm. Uh, and I just feel like he has a lot of potential there. I feel like if he was able to get off a of press, he'd be higher up on a lot of people's list. Okay. Uh, I just feel like the main thing is I feel like he's not very physical, and that's the reason he's lower on my list. I think he does everything else um, really good to great. It's more the physicality. Uh, being a wide receiver, he does he doesn't do he doesn't do well at all, okay. and that, that's why he's a little bit lower. Uh, yeah, he's just a guy that didn't make my list, but I like quite a bit, and you know just for other reasons, I just thought some other guys were better. But he's yeah. definitely a guy I think could be uh, one of those still kind of guys late, in, you know, late in the draft. Like uh, reminds just, me of Anthony Miller a lot. That's what he reminded me. Of. I know it's comparing American uh, conference people together, but he just reminded me a lot of him. Has the speed. Has the route running, may struggle with the physicality sometimes, but mm. I think Anthony Miller does it a little bit better, but yeah. Okay. Uh, so my number nine, uh, that's where we're on, right? Number nine? Yes. Yeah, you're on number nine, yeah. So my number nine is, where the heck did it go? Now oh, here we go. KJ Hamler, uh, wide receiver out of Penn State. He was a guy that I honestly, like, when I watched him, I just love watching him. I'll, uh, I'll say this, he is dynamic it just some of the technical stuff is why he's a little bit down on my list but i think i love him i think he could be a really good uh he has a lot of potential yeah for me i think he's he's a matchup nightmare in the slot versus a safety or a linebacker yeah he is it's game over unless you just get like some freak of an athlete that can play in the slot and cover him okay isaiah simmons yeah like an isaiah simmons or or something like yeah or like you get a great slot corner yeah Uh, you put him against a safety or linebacker it's over uh right now um, I really only see him as a slot receiver, but I think he does have the potential to play outside because of his speed, mm-hmm. uh, because of his explosiveness. He's a very good route runner in the slot, um, and I think he creates a lot of separation in the slot. Mm-hmm. Um, he's extremely fast, very explosive, and I, you know, he just runs past so many guys. Uh, like guys will just be kind of caught flat-footed, and he just sprints by them, mm-hmm. uh, and it just he just makes it look easy sometimes. Uh, I think he has okay hands. Like sometimes, you know, there were some drops, there were some things yeah. where I didn't see where. You know he didn't ha- he didn't do great cont- uh, catching it 
while contested at you know all that all the time um but i think again that's something you can work on of just being a little bit more sure-handed just doing more reps getting on the jugs machine uh, those kinds of things uh, i would just really like to see him transform into a guy that can uh, do it all and not just from the slot because i think he has that ability um, so I would just like to see him continue to grow his game uh, mm-hmm. uh, to be in more of a, like a McCole Hardman who you can put him in the slot, you can put him outside, he's dynamic. And uh, K.J. Hamler is that kind of guy. He's dynamic, and he has a, I think he has great kick returner and, and punt returner, punt returner uh, potential because um, I did see some really good, nice things in college. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I know I said returner wrong. <laughs> but – uh, he was just a guy that I just honestly like kind of really fell in love with the more and more I watched him so yeah he's uh he's very dynamic uh I wish he I wish he could made I just like uh a couple people a little bit more than him uh but I just think he's very raw at the moment that's why yeah. he's a little bit like dynamic. as an outside receiver I I think he he struggles to get separation I think you know him being a little bit smaller he struggles against more physical corners and mm-hmm. whatnot uh but again if you get him against a linebacker or safety which he's going to be quicker and faster than uh, you know, he can win that matchup all night long. Yeah. Uh, so, was it my number eight? Number eight. My number eight is Van Jefferson. Okay. I think he is a top three route runner in this draft class. Uh, he, uh, the dude's able to, uh, wind up, wind up later up on my list with another top, one of my top three. Uh, he's able to stop on the dime on some of his routes mm-hmm. and then make an explosive cut. Uh, and able to get separation very easily just with his route running ability. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I do agree with you. I think the thing that holds him back the most mm-hmm. is his, I guess, athletic or not his athletic ability, but his uh, burst and speed. Uh, but like you said, you don't always need that sometimes. Sometimes you just need a great route runner, like a Emmanuel Sanders as type of player or mm-hmm. a uh, Julian Edelman, where you need somebody. That's just a really good route runner that can just get open, get you the third down mm-hmm. uh, plays, and I think he's he's that type of guy. Uh, I just think his athleticism holds him back. That's why he's not up on my list. I don't think he can be that dynamic playmaker, but I think he could be a very solid uh, receiver for a team and a Julian Edelman-esque type of player okay. is what I think he can be. But his route running is uh, some of the best I've uh, I've seen. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a like some of these guys. It's like so close to like what I would do with them or where I would put them at times. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the number nine through eleven with uh, Hamler, Pittman, and Jefferson for me. Mm-hmm. There was just uh, it was kind of hard to discern which one I liked more. Um, but yeah, I really like Jefferson a lot. Yeah. So my number eight is T. Higgins, uh, wide receiver out of Clemson. Uh, he was a guy that, for me, there were some disappointing things I saw on film. There, yes, there were some incredible abilities that I that I saw. Uh, you know, he has and just an amazing ability to win fifty fifty balls. Like he yeah. goes up and just, I, I just almost feel like you know it's just a safe bet that he's going to come down with the football. Um, he catches the ball very well in traffic. Uh, I feel he actually he's actually a, a solid route runner, but again, there's some inconsistencies. And I think he has a tendency to round off a lot of routes instead of putting his foot in the ground and really trying to get uh, receivers to turn their hips. Mm-hmm. Or, my bad, corners to turn their hips or safeties to turn their hips. Sometimes he's kind of lazy with that. Um, and I think that kind of leads to not always getting the best separation. Uh, he drops quite a bit of catchable balls, too, which for me was kind of concerning. Yeah. Like, 
uh, I know Wyatt was watching film and I was like, and he goes, did he just drop another pass? And I was just kind of laughing like, yeah, like that's, that's exactly what I saw. Um, and that, again, that's some stuff you're just going to have to, he's going to have to get better at. He's going to mm-hmm. have to learn more focus. He's going to have to get on the jugs machine. He's going to have to, um, get a lot better in that area. Uh, but you know, I, I do like his ability to break tackles and I think he's fast with the ball in his hands. Um, and I do wish he would get separation on a more consistent basis. Again, that just goes back to him being lazy in his route running at times and, and not being as technical as he needs to be. Uh, but at times he does a great job of it. Uh, you just can't teach his ability to go up and get uh, 50-50 balls yeah. like he does. That, that is just so rare. And, and uh, you know, he is one of those guys, like if you've got a quarterback with, with an arm um, and that's going to put it up, you know, and allow a receiver to go get the ball, that that – T. Higgins is the guy you want on your team. And I think mm-hmm. some of the other things uh, you can actually teach and he can grow a little bit, but you just can't teach that kind of uh, catch radius and, and explosion, yeah. you know, going to get the ball up in the air. Yeah. Uh, so my number seven is Jalen Rieger. Okay. Uh, let me know if he's like your number six or your number seven too or something like that. All right. So. Mm-hmm. The thing I liked about him is his playmaking ability. I talked about Brandon IU, Vicious Chenault, and their uh, and their ability to uh, just make plays in the open field and be able to not really get tackled. They're very shifty. They're like almost running backs in the open field. Uh, combine that with a, uh, I think, what did he run? The con- I think he ran close to a fourth. I think it was a four-four in the combine. I want to say, Jalen. Yeah, close and I to, think there's all the now there's <laughs> there's all these like rumors where like he's like yeah I actually ran a four-two at, at such and such like. Um, no, you see that on film though. No, yeah, you, you see the see speed, the speed sure. on film like. Uh, but like, I just thought it was funny. Like he came out saying like there's a lot of people that doubt it. But like, who cares? Four-two, four-three, four-four. Like still, you're elite. all getting elite speed at that point. Yeah, uh, he. Uh, so just combined, I guess, Brent, I use technical ability and combine KJ Hamler's speed and you get Jalen Rieger. Uh, I think he's very fast. He's very, uh, he's not, I'll say he's not the best route runner, mm-hmm. but he's a good route runner. Uh, I just think he needs to, uh, I guess refine some of those route running skills a little bit. Mm. Uh, Besides that, he does really a lot of things really good. Uh, he does drop passes from time to time. I did see that. Mm-hmm. I think that was my biggest issue with him is he does drop passes from time to time. Uh, but he has he has some of the best playmaking ability out of these wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, it's just incredible. They, he he catches passes off of bubble screens that look like two-yard losses, turns them into uh, a 10-yard gain, a first down. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just has that type of ability. and. I hope he doesn't get lost in the shuffle mm. with all these, uh, you know what I mean, the big names, like the T. Higgins, the big three uh, wide receivers that everybody talks about. Mm. That LeBron, Wade, yeah, and Boss. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just feel like just let him be a playmaker, mm. yeah. and you'll have a really good wide receiver on your team. Like, I think one of the things that highlighted the speed for me was that, uh, I don't know if you saw, but, I think it was like the Alamo Bowl or whatever, or the Valermo Bowl or whatever, where they were, he was on a, doing a kickoff return, and they did like a trick play where like I think he was like laying. No, no, down. no, no. It was the no, it was the Ohio State game of twenty eighteen. 
Is that what it was? Okay, where like yeah. he just took off. I mean, they called it back for something. Be, but. No, uh, because the the dude threw it like ten yards in front of him. Oh, okay. It was a terrible. It was a terrible lateral attempt. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. But he like just. I mean, took off sprinting down the foot. I was like, geez, Louise. Like I, I saw him, you know, being fast. But like at that point, I was like, okay, like this dude has like elite speed. Just like the way he exploded and took off. Um, and then like you know, you just see that. You know, as he plays, um, you know, at wide receiver. Uh, and I'll say also in that game, in that Ohio State game in 2018, I think a junior. Mm-hmm. Uh, a sophomore junior. I think it was a sophomore. No, let, me, let me double check. I, I, think can, it was a I, can, I can just double check it real quick. Let me, uh, let me see. He is, yeah, he was a sophomore. He destroyed Ohio State's corners. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think it shows, like, he could be a really good route runner in this league mm-hmm. if he just refines some of his skills. He has a lot of potential. Uh, he is getting, he ha- was getting first round buzz at the time. I wouldn't be surprised if he got picked in the first round. With my top seven, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, any of them got picked in the first round because mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of potential all through my top seven. Okay. Yeah. Um, my number seven is Denzel Mims. Uh, mm-hmm. He was another senior ball guy again that I think started to really get on a lot of guys, a lot of teams' radars mm-hmm. um, because he was – I think he just showed a lot more than what you see on tape at times. Um, I think he has a very good um, ability to get release off the line of scrimmage and get separation uh, versus, uh, like, press coverage. Um, he plays extremely well through contact, which is something I love in a receiver. And uh, I think he does a great job of using his length down the field to get separation. Mm-hmm. Um, he's sneaky good – or he's a sneaky good route runner – but, you know, it is very limited, and you just kind of want to see his route tree expanded. He wasn't asked to do a whole lot at Baylor, and I think there were times where, like, you, you could see, like, the inklings, the, the tiny things. You were like, man, like, he's got some good route running ability to him. He's quick. He moves really well. I just think at the NFL level, he's going to have to, you know, continue to grow and expand that route tree. But I think he's capable of doing yeah. any, any route that you need him to. Um, He's a big-time red zone threat. I think he has an okay yards-after-catch ability. I think he's a physical runner, though. He has really good strength. Uh, not super explosive, you know, or not, like, super fast, I would say. It's weird, though, because he ran a 4-3. Did he run a 4-3? Yes. He ran a, but, like, on tape, though, I didn't th- I didn't see that kind of speed. So that's the it's thing. A, it's like, the same thing with the someone we'll get into later. Yeah. Yeah, but, gosh. That, that's for me yeah. is, like, I, like, looked at, like... I didn't even know. He, yeah, that's why I don't look at the forty time because I think it'll sway me sometimes when I'm watching film. So I just try to like. Write no, I, I just I look at it and compare it to be like, are you, what are you doing? Like, uh, are you are you refining your skills? Yeah. Are you getting better for the combine? Yeah, and I, like I think he's fast. I just don't think he's like top end speed fast. But when you run a four three, you know that that's that would suggest you have that kind of speed. I just didn't see that, and maybe that is just a, a you know, a, you know, a test to him not being able to do as much in the Baylor offense, you know, doing a lot of just RPO kind of stuff. Yeah, there was not um, a lot of times where I seen him just get like a – and I think it's due to uh, coaching on the on whoever was the defense coordinator. They were like, was pressing, was slowing down. Because if he gets a free release, I think he's burning some of those corners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, that, yeah that's kind of shocking. I didn't know he ran that fast. Like, now I'm just like, like I need to go back and watch it again. Um but yeah, I just I, I just think like, I think he has good speed. I just don't think, you know, I just didn't see that that four three speed on film. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, uh, I think he's very very quick though, and, and I don't think I don't think he's going to be a dynamic um, receiver 
but I think he has really good potential to be like a do it all kind of like just a a great route runner. You know, if you need him to go deep, he can go deep. Uh, you know, if you want him to play in the slot, he can play in the slot. Like I think he can do all those things well. I just think, and the reason he's number seven for me and not a little bit higher is just simply because of the lack of um, experience as a route runner, um, the limited stuff that he was asked to do at Baylor. But you see a lot of the tools there, and I think he has um, a very high ceiling to succeed in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, my number, what was it, my number six now? Your number six. My number six is T. Higgins. Uh, I agree with what, I agree everything that you said. Uh, okay. Great, I think he's, uh, he's a, I think he's a, he has a great catch radius. He's a, I think he's a really good route runner for his size. He has good hips for his size. Mm-hmm. Uh, he makes a cut, and you don't see, like, the clumsiness of, like, some of the other big uh, receivers where, like, they're almost, like, falling over when they're making, like, slant cuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see him make those explosive cuts, uh, but like you said, the thing that has him not even in my top five when he should be mm-hmm. is his ability, is his catching ability. It is like it's shocking how many passes he drops yeah. that are easy. <laughs> uh, I, I made the comparison the was I was watching him when uh, I was like he he, he, he dropped another pass like he he messes all the easy passes yeah he reminds me of Brandon Lloyd a little bit where like he drops all the easy passes and then he goes up he makes the incredible catches mm-hmm. uh, over these top ten catches that you see all the time on uh, Sports Center or something like that but he he has a lot of potential he does it's just I feel like he's very raw at the moment uh and also I seen in the uh. I seen in the uh, playoff games and the college football playoff games, he didn't get a lot of separation at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were jamming him at the line of scrimmage a good amount. Uh, Ohio State was, mm-hmm. and uh, he didn't get a lot of separation. And I don't know if he struggles if that was just a one-time thing or if he was playing weaker competition, the ACC, like weaker uh, cover. Uh, weaker corner competition in the ACC where he's able just to beat them no matter what happens. You know I mean, if they're pressing mm. or not. But when he was struggling against some press coverage with Ohio State and a little bit with uh, LSU a little bit, and that, that was worrisome a little bit. So I think there's some rawness to him. I feel like even though he is like, was he like 213 or 215? Yeah, he, probably. He, he, he needs to, I feel like he still needs to get bigger. He needs to be around like that 225 range. Because he either or just get more physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just I feel like he just needs to be in that more physical category. Yes, he does make those physical catches, but when he's running routes, he needs to be more physical, and he needs to make the easy catches. He needs to make the layups. Uh, that's my biggest issue with him. But he has all the potential in the world. I went, I would, I think he's a first round talent or a first round potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like he's a high second round talent. Where like he's picked high second round. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, for me, I think a lot of these guys, like at least in my top ten, are all guys that, you know, are, you know, anywhere from, you know, top five pick to anywhere in the second round. I think. Yeah. You know, and obviously not number ten is going to be a top five pick. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Michael Pittman Jr. is not going to be that. But yeah, um, I think in that range from one to ten, you're going to have a lot of guys that are in that one to two, uh, you know, first and second rounds mm-hmm. that you're going to get a lot of really good players and a lot of uh, very good value picks. Uh, and even later in the draft, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number six is Brandon Ayuk. 
Oh. So from uh, Arizona State. I can tell he was up on your list. I was t- trying to pinpoint who was uh, that number five spot, and I was like, who? I forgot. And I forgot because I forgot your reaction, and now I remember it when I said Brandon Ayu was not even in my top ten. Yeah, that reaction, I was like, oh. okay. Um, so yeah, Brandon Ayu from Arizona State is my number six receiver in this class. Uh, for me, he jumped off the screen like he's a very twitchy athlete, very explosive, and awesome acceleration. Um, he's another guy for me that will and i see it on tape where he'll take a he'll take a small slant and freaking take it to the house 70 yards down the field um he just has like a unique ability when he catches the ball to just explode out of that catch and just turn it up field and go Mm -hmm. um i think he has a great ability uh you know to run by guys after the catch again just putting his foot in the ground and just passing everybody just saying see ya you know Mm -hmm. like everybody's gonna be like Everybody's like looking around, like, "What the heck just passed us?" Uh, <laughs> I think he has that kind of explosiveness. Um, I don't think he breaks a lot of tackles, and he doesn't make a lot of guys miss. It's just more of that straight line speed, mm-hmm. um, which you know, look, not every, not every guy's gonna have that ability. Uh, but I think he is pretty limited in his route tree. Um, but I don't think that means he's a bad route runner. I think he runs good routes. That was, that was my thing. I think yeah. they, I think they used him bad, Arizona State, yeah. and also. Uh, you have a freshman quarterback in there who's mm-hmm. going to be inconsistent at times. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> he didn't miss him sometimes. And I think that, that that's why he didn't make my top ten. I still mm-hmm. think, like I said earlier, I think he has potential to be really good. It just uh, maybe circumstances around him didn't help his case at all with me. Okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah for me, it's just I, I see that kind of explosion. I see, I see that dynamic big play ability yeah. in him. Uh, and that's really what just made me – continue to put him up my list and I think he's got some nice size you know he's got some nice physical traits as well mm-hmm. and and for me that's just something that I, I'm going to value a lot and and again I I don't think he's a bad route runner it's just his route running tree was so limited that I think that's going to be a little bit of an adjustment period as he gets into the NFL but I think that's something if you work with him if you're a little bit patient like you can get a really dynamic wide receiver uh, on your team and I think he has like number one receiver potential mm-hmm. in my opinion uh, and, and I wish he would get more separation versus, you know, press coverage. Like, that that was something that bothered me. I think he's a little bit better versus uh, corners when they play off. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a little bit better at getting cre- uh, creating separation and route running in that sense. And so, again, that's just something he's going to have to continue to work at. And I think he's got good hands, too. So, uh, Brandon IU from Arizona State is my number six receiver. And uh, he was a guy that I just really, really liked. Yeah. So, uh, my number five. Get into the top five. Yeah, right? my number five is Denzel Mims. Okay. Uh, for me, uh, the reason I have him over T. Higgins is the physicality through the routes. Uh, watching his uh, spring game uh, or his, his spring game practice tape, mm-hmm. uh, he was like throwing people with one arm, trying to get them off. He was violent, uh, trying to get people off him because pe- those corners were trying to l- literally tackle him at the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. not letting him get any type of uh, start. Uh, because when he does, like, when he gets a free release, you can see the footwork, you can see the technique, you can see how good of a route runner he is. Uh, like you said, I, I, I think he needs to expand his route running tree a little bit. Um, but I feel like he can easily do that, and I think he could be easily a uh, really good to great receiver in this league. He has a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he has a great catch radius. I think he's very similar to... Uh, T. Higgins a lot. It's just more he catches. He's a lot better catcher than T. Higgins, or makes the easy catches. Uh, mm-hmm. And also, I think the one thing that he doesn't do as well as T. Higgins is 
he doesn't make cuts fluidly. I feel like he rounds his slants sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything else, I think he does in route running very well. It's just those like post and those slant routes when he has to like plant his foot and go. I feel like he doesn't do a great job at it. Uh, mm-hmm. But everything else, like you, you just look at his spring game uh, practice tape and look at the footwork. He gets uh, separation off the line of scrimmage just with his footwork. He doesn't have to be a physical presence and get it off uh, with physicality. He can do mm-hmm. it with uh, finet- uh, with some finesse. And uh, the 4-3, I could see it on tape at times. Uh, but I feel like he got held a lot. Uh, and this is the reason that I have uh, Antonio Gandy-Golden and uh, Michael Pittman down on my list at times. Or at my, down my list is at times they... Uh, when they were getting held, they weren't able to get that person off of them. Where Denzel Mims does get that person off of them, mm-hmm. and when he does, they're they're like either on the ground or not able to uh, catch up to him when he's uh, running down the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I, I think he has a lot of great traits about him. He's a great catcher. He's a really good route runner. Needs to expand the route tree a little bit. Uh, makes all the catches that you want. He's a very good effort guy. Uh, there's not really a lot of bad about him except that. The big guy syndrome or the big wide receiver syndrome is. I feel like he does run his slants a little bit some at times. Okay. Um, so he is your number five. My yeah. number five receiver is as a man out of TCU, Jalen Rieger. Gosh, man. Um, what? It was hard to put him down at number seven, man. Yeah. For me, he's. Yeah. For me, he's a top five guy. I just think he has elite speed. Um, he has a he's a major deep threat ability, uh, going on to the next level. He's very explosive, uh, and in t- 2019. Uh, I thought he had bad quarterback play, and so I think, you know, I think some people are maybe a little down, like not as high on him as as they probably should be, simply because, um, mm-hmm. you know, you just don't see a lot in 2019 at times where it's like, what's going on? But you kind of just like he didn't have a good quarterback, and when like like you said, when you go back to the 2018 tape and you actually watch that, um, you just see a lot. You you see the guy that you see in spurts in 2019, and uh, and as a sophomore, I mean, he produced in a major mm-hmm. way, and and last year. Uh, or this past season, I, I thought he still showed quite a bit. Yeah, the two. Uh, I really like his route running. I think he does a good job, um, a really good job of getting separation. Uh, I think he does a pretty solid job at making guys miss. It's not like, you know, elite elusiveness or anything of that nature, but I think he can. No, yeah, but like the, if you're one-on-one with him, you're not oh, going to bring him down. It's yeah, going to yeah. take a couple people to yeah. bring him down. Yeah, yeah, he's not going to like – he's not in a phone booth making two guys miss or anything, <laughs> yeah. no. Um, I think he has bi- – I think he's just a big-time playability guy, like – I think you can use him all over the field. I think you can put him in the slot. You can put him outside. You can put him in the backfield. You can put him on a jet sweep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can put him in the return game. Like reminds this is me a, of uh, Debo, Debo Samuel, uh, Samuel a lot. That's what he reminds me of. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, uh, and again, I think one of the things I did right and that I agreed with was he he does have some drops that for me um, are a little concerning. Like you know, that's just something you always want to be aware of. Like he, you know, like if a guy starts getting in a bad rhythm and then they start dropping and then they get the yips and then it's just over. Yeah. Um, so you don't want that coming from him. And I don't think he's as physical at times. Like I think he's not, he's not super physical. Um, but that elite speed and that, and that big time, um, that big play threat ability for me is just so important. And especially in today's NFL where you see teams like the chiefs, um, where they've got guys like McCole Hardman and, uh, Obviously, Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. <laughs> man. Um, where those kind of teams with the offenses that they have are just so dynamic and so explosive that 
for me, it's like, give me a guy like Jalen Rieger, right? I think there were some guys last year, like the Colts drafted Paris Campbell, hoping he could be a guy like that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think Jalen Rieger is a is a better version, a way better version of a Paris Campbell. Yeah. I think Jalen Rieger is a guy that I would take in the first round. I wouldn't even think about it, honestly. If I needed a, a guy like this, um, I just imagine if the Chiefs take him at 32. Just imagine. That would be kind of stupid. That would be kind of nasty on that offense. I think they need an offensive line. I mean, I, yeah, but like, come on yeah. now. Could you imagine that? <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, yeah. But he's a guy that I just really, really liked. He's a guy that, um, you know, I'd heard some things, good things about him. I'd heard, you know, some people didn't like him as much. And so I was kind of curious for me to dive in and see what I thought, especially, you know, with, you know, my team, the Colts, being a team that is apparently really interested in him. So I was like, okay, like, am I going to be happy about this pick? Am I going to be mad? I honestly, like, you know, I'd be pretty happy if we got a guy like this. Mm-hmm. So, so who was your number four? Henry Ruggs, the third. Henry Ruggs the third is my number four as well. All right, so the thing. So we might agree on all the top four. All right, so yeah, we might. Uh, so I think we have the. Well, obviously, we have the same top four. Yeah. The question is, where are they? Well, maybe not. No, I'm just checking. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you yeah, but, if you got something different, man, I might go. I might reach over this table and slap you. Uh, all right, so yeah, Henry Ruggs is a. You see a lot. So I'm going to compare Henry Ruggs to. John Ross here. John Ross ran the fastest 40 in history. Mm-hmm. Henry Ruggs is faster than him. Uh, on tape? You mean? Just, no, I, I just didn't think he ran well at the combine. And he pulled his hamstring at the combine while he was running. And he mm-hmm. still finished with a 4-2. True. Uh, True. So, the thing with John Ross is he's a gadget player. You utilize him. He has to be in the right offense for him to be utilized well. Mm-hmm. Henry Ruggs doesn't have to have that. No, no. He's not, a wide receiver <laughs> with track speed. Yes. Is what he is. He yeah. can run routes. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is a wide receiver with track speed. Well, I'm saying, like, coming out of college. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tyreek Hill was just a track player, and then he got with the right team, and the right team developed him into that and, with yeah. Andy Reid. Yeah. True. I'll, I'll get And that to now Tyreek Hill, you say what you want off the field about him, he is a great receiver in the end today. Uh, like, mm. he, was, he just was able to develop his skills. And I think it shows, like, somebody like a K.J. Hamler who can uh, – who has that elite speed like Henry Ruggs. Mm. He's developed his skills, man. And it's, it's shown that you don't have to have very technical wide receiver skills when you come into the league as long as you get with the right coach and they develop them. Yeah. Uh, I do still think he needs a little bit of work on some technical stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, besides that – he he could be productive day one. He has uh, really good route running. Uh, like you said, elite speed. Uh, I think he catches the ball well. Uh, at times he does drop some passes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's just a he's just a playmaker, man. Like yeah. you get like the you, thing I wrote at the top of my line in all caps with, with uh, two exclamation points was elite speed and very explosive. Yeah, uh, it doesn't get much better, and, and it doesn't get faster or more explosive than this guy right here. Um, mm-hmm. I agree with you, man. Like he, again, he is that guy that will take a simple five-yard slant and take it to a touch. You know, take it for a touchdown. Oh, oh yeah. Any time that he touches, we seen the, ball. the uh, what was the South Carolina game where he took like a what was it a ten-yard slant, and he just kind of rounded out his movement. And went through a couple guys. Uh, he like ran through like a little. He ran like he ran. He, he literally ran, he just passed, sprinted he, past like six guys. Yeah, I know. Like it was nothing. And it they was, were all it was, just like, like still standing. There. Like at the Bo Jackson Technical uh, te- Techno Techno Bo. Yeah, Techno. That's how you say it. Uh, that's what he looked like there. 
Uh, he's just, gosh. And man. I think he actually runs pretty physical for his size. Like, I think, I think he, he runs with a little bit of nastiness. Now, he doesn't have a lot of wiggle, in my opinion, and he doesn't make a lot of guys miss at times. Um, but, like, I really could care less about that. Uh, He'll beat you with his speed. I think he's a pretty solid route runner, too. I, I think he could expand this part of his game a little bit more, though. I, I think that's something I would love to see. We see a lot grow, of him but, uh, do those uh, maybe 15-yard drag routes where he's just kind of running across the middle of the field into an open zone coverage. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think that's, as getting smarter as a receiver, where you see him sometimes just, like, wait in that zone for uh, two of the throw to him at times. Mm-hmm. And he's able to find those zones uh, and just sit down in the middle of those open zones and uh, get the football and then make a, and then make a play out of it. Yeah. And uh, also the thing I like about him is when Tua's scrambling around trying to make a play, he's also moving. Yeah. He's, he's uh, trying to get open, trying to make something for his quarterback. Yeah, and that's why I like about him a lot. And it's just that effort, those effort type of plays for me. Yeah. And – yeah, I mean, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's an easy top. Like, I mean, in this draft, there's a lot of different things that are probably going to happen. But his talent, for me, is easy top 20 receiver talent. I think it is, too. I think... Like top 20 pick, anyways, not top 20 receivers. But. Yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> he's he's going to be very productive early in his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody just completely botches how they use him. Yeah, like, honestly, like, part of me would love to see, like, a Henry Ruggs almost fall to, like, an e- like the Eagles. Like, a guy with, like, Carson Wentz, like, if he can stay healthy, a guy like Carson Wentz with that kind of arm throwing to a guy like Henry Ruggs down the field, I can just see it now. Almost, it. Like, almost like a Pat Mahomes, uh, Tyreek Hill kind of combination. I can see that combination with uh, Henry Ruggs. Yeah, yeah. And he's... Uh, Wentz. I don't know if he'll fall that far, though. Um, but, it, it, gosh, man, he yeah. just, he has a lot of talent, man. It's just, it's just kind of, it's just find the Yeah, it's just the route running. Like, he's not bad at it, he just okay at it mm. uh refine some of those skills man he could be one of the best receivers in the league yes it's easy bar uh yeah. bar none so we will take a short break real quick and then we'll come back to finish our last three receivers uh for this draft class all right and we are back to finish our top 15 wide receivers in the 2020 nfl draft we are at number three and uh wyatt who is your number three uh, my number three is Jerry Judy. Okay, so that is my number three as well. All right, so yeah, um, and I'll say I'll say this first about him. Uh, I love his willingness to go block. Um, yes, he's yeah. always engaged. He's always trying to you know punish somebody. Uh, has a little bit of you know nastiness to him, trying to get in people's faces. I like that. Uh, but yeah, you can kind of take it over from here. Yeah, I just, I just uh, think he's you know the, the route running is just absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And he just sets he sets people up throughout the game like. Uh, he's going to act like he's going to go to the outside mm-hmm. a couple times in a row, and then all of a sudden they'll call a slant, a slant play for him, and he just, like, takes off, and the, all right, he just, like, jukes you one way, and then he's off the other way. And he then, makes guys look silly, dude. And the thing sometimes you see with route runners is they're a little bit slower mm-hmm. than your uh, faster receivers, your deep threats and stuff, but he, he has some speed to him. Yeah, like I heard, uh, and look, there's a guy like Chris Sims, Phil Sims' son, um, I really, like, respect his opinion and everything like that, and I think he's got a pretty good opinion on a lot of guys. Uh, you know, he was the guy that, you know, he, he said both Pat Mahomes and uh, Lamar Jackson were both the best quarterbacks in their class and were going to be superstars. Well, they're both MVPs. Yeah. Uh, you know, he and it's not just on quarterbacks, but he's got a really good opinion on receivers and corners and a lot of stuff. Uh, but he didn't even have Jerry Judy in his top five. And I for me, watching through all these receivers, I just I cannot agree with that. Like, yeah. And for me, like, even putting him at number three – it's hard. Pain, it's painful because, like, yeah. he is so great at so many things, and I do agree. I, I think he's 
insanely explosive out of his breaks, out of routes, out of cuts, whatever. Um, he has a really nice juke move, and he's a lot faster than I expected. Like, yeah. When I heard Chris Simmons put him out of his top five, I was like, is he not that fast, or what is it? And I'm watching film, I was like, this dude is fast. Like, did you not see something on film? Or Yeah, I think he's, uh, yeah, he's just, and he has really good, he does have an occasional drop at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like Henry Ruggs, he does occasionally drop the pa- uh, drop passes at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things was like his change of direction. Like he, his hip work is amazing. Like uh, he can stop on a dime. He can go. He can accelerate past you. Uh, he can make you go one way and then completely change the uh, change the direction, mm-hmm. and you'll be left in the dust. And you're just like, what happened to me? And he's uh, already caught the ball and got a touchdown. He has some of the best route running. I said Van Jefferson has some of the best route running. Mm-hmm. Uh, he may, he, I think he's better than Van Jefferson. That's why uh, Van Jefferson oh, yeah, sure. didn't get up my list a little bit. Um, and he's very sure-handed. Yeah. Like he, he's a very, very yeah, he just does look, catcher some, of some, Sometimes he does. I think during contact, sometimes he doesn't catch the ball. At times, but I, th- I but I, I even think at times though he still shows a good ability to go up and make a catch. Yeah, that's why. Um, yeah, that's why. I, I think that's why he's uh, better than Ruggs at times. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like he catches more passes. It's just I think I've seen a couple times on tape. It's not even a lot either. It's just once or twice mm-hmm. he, he does drop a pass, but like you said, he's very sure-handed. Yeah, he doesn't drop many of those passes. He might be uh, the safest wide receiver pick in this draft. Um, I yeah. just think he has such a high floor. Um, but even even having a high floor, I think he has a high ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, look, yes, he's not going to be a guy that's going to rack off all these uh, yards after catch um, yards or anything of that nature. He's not going to be a guy that's going to take uh, and, and do what a Jalen Rieger or Henry Ruggs is going to do with a seventy yard or with a short slant for seventy yards. He's not going to do that. Yeah. Um, now he could on occasion, but he's not he's not a, a home run threat every time he touches the ball. What he is is going to be a guy that's going to catch. Anywhere from 85 to 100 catches, like, every single season and just be insanely productive in that way. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to be a very, very reliable um, receiver. And I think he has number one receiver capability. Um, or, obviously, if you have a guy that's even better than him, well, then you're just, uh, you know, kind of spoiled <laughs> as a team. Yeah, no, he just – just not. he does very little wrong. Yes. Yeah, I, I think that's his main thing. He does very little wrong. Mm. And the two top, uh, two people on top do, do very little wrong as well. Yeah. And yeah. with that, we will go on to our number two receiver, which is Justin, Justin Jefferson. Jefferson. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he... Uh, From LSU. Gosh. Uh, I think the reason he's above Jerry Judy is you can... Is the... I think it, he just does some of those... Some things that Judy isn't able to do, I think he can do a little bit better. Honestly, I feel like Jerry Judy is a very intelligent route runner. Uh, but sometimes I feel like when there is a zone in the open zone, he doesn't stop. He just continues with his route. He doesn't sit in that zone. Mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson does. Yeah, that's something I wrote down. Uh, yeah. He's a very intelligent, like, he has a great quarterback is supposed to read defenses and find the open holes in the defense. Mm-hmm. As a receiver, you're supposed to do that, too. He does that as a receiver, I think, the best out of anybody. Mm-hmm. Maybe number one does a little bit better. But he, yeah. gosh, he, he is, like I said about Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy does very little wrong. He does very long, little wrong as well. Yeah, and I think he's just almost like a little bit of a better version of Judy. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and I know maybe that's an you know an unpopular opinion or whatever, because uh, I know everybody's you know he, Jerry Judy's in the consensus number one. Um, but Justin Jefferson, man, he's just a physical dude after the catch. Uh, he doesn't quit. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he doesn't His... quit on the play ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and he and he actually has a really good ability to go up and get 50-50 balls, too. Mm-hmm. I, I really like that about him. Um, he makes tough catches, a very smooth route runner, a very technical route runner. Yeah. But, yeah, one of the things I wrote down was what you said is he just has a great feel for coverages and being able to find those open pockets within, you know, within coverage and, and be able to sit down and give his rece- or give his quarterback um, a great window to throw to. I feel like uh, he's not as fast as uh, Jerry Judy. Yeah, he's uh, got good, really good speed. Yeah, he has really good speed. He's not going to burn you deep. But he'll burn you a man coverage type of speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one thing I wrote about him is I think he is maybe the best route runner in the class. Uh, okay. I think you could switch him and Jerry Judy like uh, on like tomorrow or something. I, I could probably switch him. But yeah. uh, just his ability to uh, – there's a couple of times where he just like – he literally stops all his momentum. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you see him accelerate and the dude's nowhere even close to him. He gets the ball and he gets like a 20-yard gain. Uh, his ability to stop on the dime and accelerate is almost second to none. Mm-hmm. And his change of direction is very good as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you combine that with the intelligence as well that he has just to find the openings in the zone. Uh, he does very little wrong as well. As, like you said, I think he does a little bit better than Jerry Judy at times. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so with that being said, we'll move on to our top receiver in this class, C.D. Lamb. Uh, I think it's a no-brainer. Um Superstar yeah. potential. Look, uh, I think all the guys in my top five, and I think even down the list a little bit, I think you've still got a lot of superstar potential. Mm-hmm. But the guy that has, like, the highest ceiling and the most potential in this draft to be, like, a legit um, superstar wide receiver is CeeDee Lamb. Um, he has a very good release off the line of scrimmage. I think he's still a good route runner. Um, and if there's only one negative, I would just say he's, he's not a good a route runner as Jefferson or Judy. Or that's not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not a bad thing either because he's still great at route running. Mm-hmm. He's just not elite at route running. But I think he has almost, you know, I think he has pretty close to that same kind of feel for coverage. Yeah, being able to find open windows and open pockets and just break off routes and sit down. Mm-hmm. Um, as Justin Jefferson, I think it's not as great as Jefferson, but I think it's right there. But I think when you, I think when you put everything together with with C.D. Mm-hmm. Lamb, um, he's 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 just, uh, he's just a top receiver. Yeah, he's uh. Jerry Judy, I think, and Justin Jefferson combined into one receiver. Okay. Uh, he the thing that he lacks is top end speed, but it's funny because still has he, good he, speed though. Yeah. Yeah, still yeah. Fast. He he still has really good speed. Uh, but you know he doesn't have the top end speed. The dude is probably the shiftiest wide receiver in this draft class. Like he Amazing makes people yak ability. Yeah, he he makes Amazing. people miss like no other. It's insane. Uh, you expect someone like uh, Henry Ruggs to do that or maybe uh, Jalen Rieger. Mm-hmm. He does it with ease. He's making two or three people miss <laughs> like in one play. It takes like four or five people to get mm-hmm. around him to actually for him just to go down. Uh, his playmaking ability is probably the best playmaking ability in this draft. He makes contested catches all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he's a really good route runner. Not as good as Judy and Jefferson, but he's a pretty still, freaking good. Yeah, yeah, he's still a really good route runner. Uh, I just think what separates him from these guys is is that ability where he's a good route runner, he's a smart football player, he understands you know mm-hmm. coverages and open windows, but it is that yak ability. It is that ability to take the you know take a pass mm-hmm. you know behind the line of scrimmage from a screen pass or a little bubble screen, yeah, and, and take it twenty thirty yards down the field or score a touchdown, make people miss, break tackles. Um, he just has an insane ability to get yards after the catch and it's just it's fun to watch especially because you know i'm an oklahoma fan i'm wearing an oklahoma shirt um 
it, it it makes me happy to put a guy like this at number one. Yeah, he just <laughs> gosh, he when we're talking about Justin Jefferson and Jerry Judy do very little wrong. So CeeDee Lamb, I feel like does nothing wrong most yeah. of the time. Uh, he rarely drop. I don't think he rarely drops a pass. If he, I think the only pass I've seen him drop was the LSU, was in the LSU game, and they were down by like fifty or at that time. <laughs> yeah, something. yeah uh, it's probably like a, like we're losing by much. Uh, probably, I mean, it probably doesn't make a difference about catches or not type yeah. of deal. Probably a focus drop. Mm-hmm. But he he rarely he rarely drops any passes. Uh, he just does nothing bad for me. It just does everything really good to great. Mm. Uh, I think he should be the one wide receiver taken. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad if he isn't, but look, he I, should I, look be. I, I'm kind of scared for him to go to the Jets because I feel like Adam Gase will do exactly what did the, he did to Jarvis Landry. Mm-hmm. And you see Jarvis Landry is a little bit more of a dynamic player in Cleveland than he was with the Dolphins, mm-hmm. um, where he had you know he was getting like 100 catches, but he was like not even touching a thousand yards, which was like just crazy to me. So that scares me if the if the Jets are really thinking about picking him. I hope he doesn't go there. I would much rather see him go to a guy like John Gruden. Um, mm-hmm. That's actually going to utilize him. Utilize his talents and whatnot and not just freaking put him on, you know, oh my gosh, Jer- uh, C.D. Lamb got 105 catches, but he had 720 yards. Or Arizona, if they decide to go that route. Oh, yeah, I mean, that would line. be a great comment. Man, you put them back, you put those teammates back together, man. They created but some magic. Th- there are some needs of with the Jets and with the Arizona. That they probably that we'll should get, address. That we'll, that we'll get into with our mock draft. But there's a lot of teams I think that could be Judy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, honestly, it just depends on where everybody goes, how far some people will fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I see around four or five in this first round. That could possibly be taken. Yeah, that could possibly be taken. Mm-hmm. Um so, I mean, that kind of concludes our top 15 receivers. And real quick, White, is there anyone? Actually, real quick, I'll say this. There was somebody in this class that disappointed me quite a bit. Um, he was a guy that had an insane combine. He, was, he got a whole bunch of hype, and everybody's like, he's he's a number, he's a day two guy. Like, he's going to be picked, you know, high in the second round. And uh, I did not see any of that. And his name is Chase Claypool from Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, now, I'll say this off the top real quick. I, I think I agree with you. You, on all the stuff, yeah. You put him at – I didn't say he was the worst. I just said he was the most disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, you put him at a tight end, I think he could be a lot more dynamic and a lot better of a player as a tight end. Mm-hmm. But I saw no ability to create separation. I saw – I didn't see any elite speed on film. But then, you know, he runs a 4-4 four, four, uh, four, four, or whatever mm-hmm. um, at the combine. And I was like, I, I didn't see – any inkling of that? Yeah, he's six four, two hundred and thirty eight pounds, and yeah, he ran a four four, and it's just like, and you don't see that on tape at all. You don't at all. You don't see that at all on tape. And no. he has great athleticism at the combine, where I think he had the highest leaping, or he had the highest of vertical. Uh, let me double check it real quick. But I, you know, I thought he had an inconsistency with his hands. He didn't catch it great all the time. Uh, um, he no, he had a forty inch vertical though. Yeah, and he he just he didn't look like the same guy on film. That you that we, I think all of us saw at the combine, and that was the guy that was disappointing to me. Yeah. Uh, but is there anybody else that you would kind of like to mention as guys that um, you like quite a bit that didn't make your list real quick? Uh, I'll I'll say Brian Edwards is uh, one of my favorites that didn't make my list. Uh, mm-hmm. It reminds me of James Jones a lot. Uh, him and Jawan Jennings both. I think we put them in the same category as I think they can be like a. James Jones type of receiver, very good catching traffic. Just don't get a lot of separation. I think due to athletics, athleticism, and lack of speed and lack of burst sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one is Gabriel Davis, who I think could be a really good deep threat. Uh, he has the he's like 
people always compare him to Odell because of his hair, uh, mm-hmm. and because he's number thirteen uh, Central Florida. But he has some really good deep threat ability. It's just when he's not running streaks mm-hmm. and running past people, uh, he does. He does. He's not very. He's an okay route runner. He's not the best. And uh, also, you got KJ Hill, who I thought was a very smart player. It's very hard to not have him on my list. Uh, Mm-hmm. Just a very smart wide receiver. Doesn't, doesn't have the athletic ability, but I think he's a really good route runner. Uh, just the athletic ability really puts him down. Then Tyler Johnson, who uh, I don't think a lot of people uh, saw him, uh, saw him run a lot of routes. I think he has the capability of it, but he caught the most slants, mm-hmm. I think, in the nation. Uh, they, uh, Minnesota just had him run slant routes. It was annoying uh, because I thought like there's capability of him running more. Uh, and also, he has a really good catch radius, and he has great hands. Yeah, so, yeah. And he he was just outside my top 15. But there's a lot of people I like in this. A lot of our receivers are like. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Again, you touched on James Prochet. He was a guy I liked a lot that, you know, just didn't make it into my list. Lynn Bowden Jr., uh, a yeah. guy from UK, um, you know, I don't know if he's actually from Kentucky. I don't think he is. No, he's from but, Ohio or something. Okay, like yeah. But, uh, but, you know, I'll call him Kentucky boy because he went to Kentucky. He was a guy that I liked a lot. You know, he's a guy that can do it all. I mean, he literally played quarterback and, you know, was able to throw touchdowns and, and yeah. be a decent quarterback. I think he's got a lot of potential to be um, a really good slot receiver in the NFL. Uh, he's a lot bigger and thicker than I thought he was. He's like, you know, a little over 200 pounds at 5'10-ish, 5'11". Uh, he's a guy that I liked a lot. And you can play him at running back at times. Yeah. And he can, uh, that's what Kentucky had him do is they had him be like a wildcat quarterback. But he was their actual quarterback for the game, and they do wildcat the whole game. Yeah. Um, again, like Gabriel Davis is a guy that I liked. You know, I liked. I, I, I saw some nice traits and abilities from him. Uh, Devin Duvernay was a guy that, for me, was really hard not to put on the list because I saw some really good things. But like the route running and uh, and separation, I feel like just need to continue to get better. Antonio Gandy Golden was another guy. Mm-hmm. The, the um, he has incredible physical traits, like. Uh, mm-hmm. He has a high potential. I just I feel he's a little raw right now, and he just yeah um, he just wasn't able to make my list. And uh, yeah, Tyler Johnson is another guy that yeah uh, I liked a lot. Uh, you know, has elite um, contested catchability. Uh, just the ridiculous how many plays he makes. He was really productive in college um, throughout his career. I just thought at times he wasn't able to get a lot of separation. I thought you know he wasn't. Um, I think he's kind of primarily a slot guy because he's not super fast or anything, so you're not going to want to put him on the outside. Uh, he's not going to break it deep for you, but his ability to go up and just make ridiculous catches uh, is something I think you can find value in uh, in like round four or five or something of that nature. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Uh, so real quick, Wyatt, run down your top 15 receivers for this class. All right, so my number 15 is uh, Antonio Gandy-Golden from Liberty. Mm-hmm. My number 14 is uh, Michael Pittman Jr. from uh, USC. Uh, my number 13 is Devin Duvernay from Texas. My number 12 is KJ Hamler from Penn State. My number 11 is Brandon IU from, uh, gosh, I'm blanking on the name here. Uh, Arizona State. Arizona State, there we go. Uh, my number 10 is uh, Lavishka Chenault from Colorado. My number nine is James Prochet from SMU. My number eight is Van Jefferson from Florida. Mm-hmm. My number seven is Jalen Rieger from TCU. My number six is T. Higgins from uh, Clemson. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, it's T. Higgins from Clemson. My number five is Denzel Mims from Baylor. My number four is Henry Ruggs III from Alabama. My number 
three is Jerry Judy from Alabama. My number two is Justin Jefferson from LSU. And my number one is C.D. Lamb from Oklahoma. All right, and so my top 15 real quick is uh, Brian Edwards at 15 from South Carolina. 14 is LaVisca Chenault Jr. from Colorado. Number 13 is Isaiah Hodgins from Oregon State. Number 12 is K.J. Hill from Ohio State. Uh, number 11 is Van Jefferson from Florida. Number 10, Michael Pittman Jr. from USC. Number 9 is K.J. Hamler from Penn State. Number 8 is T. Higgins out of Clemson. Denzel Mims from Baylor is number 7. Number 6 is Brandon IU from Arizona State. Jalen Rieger from TCU is number 5. Number 4 is Henry Ruggs III from, uh, from Bama. Number 3 is Jerry Judy from Bama. Number 2 is Justin Jefferson from uh, I almost said Louisiana State, which I just did now. LSU. And then number one is C.D. Lamb from Oklahoma. <laughs> um, we really appreciate you guys listening to this series. Uh, I had a lot of fun diving into this draft class. And mm-hmm. uh, ov- overall, um, I watched uh, and evaluated and really tried to dive deep into a lot of these players. I, overall, I watched 104 players uh, out of every position. And that's just because the tight end class was not that strong. So I, hadn't, I haven't really watched any tight ends. And some of the interior offensive line was not as deep as I would have wanted to watch, simply because I just didn't feel like there was a lot of guys that uh, I think are that good in this draft in the interior O-line. But watching 104 guys gives me a lot better appreciation for a lot of those scouts and a lot of those people that are watching every single player uh, in the draft and and what they're able to do and and how hard of a job it really is to evaluate talent uh, when you're just watching so many guys. And uh, I just found it a lot. I found it really fun. Um, you know, it was a lot of work, but something yeah. that I just, I really enjoyed doing and I really enjoy kind of going mm-hmm. over who we think, who we like a lot, who we don't like a lot, maybe disappointments, guys that we think could be sleepers. And, uh, and yeah, yeah. That, that wraps up our yeah, position. Well, I get my number and I got 97 people. 97? Yeah. yeah, yeah there's yeah. a lot with school with like tests and a project that mm-hmm. I had this week. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of work. Uh, I think I lost sleep, but it, it was fun to do, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I really I really enjoyed doing this too. It was uh, it's very eye opening to see when you once you get into it, and then you're just like, oh, I can't wait for these players to get drafted, see what teams they go, see what type of careers they have. Mm. After watching uh, so much uh, college tape on them, it's like I want to see a lot of these players succeed mm-hmm. in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, I don't know, it was just a really fun process. I just really enjoyed that. But mm-hmm. that concludes our position rankings for the 2020 NFL draft class. Uh, a lot of good players, um, a lot of guys I think could make some impacts uh, in the league, and I'm just excited to see what happens this coming Thursday. Tomorrow, uh, either tomorrow or Wednesday, uh, we will have up our mock draft for the NFL draft. So yeah. we'll have you know what we think is going to happen uh, combined with a little bit of what we what kind of uh, our predictions for how the draft is going to go down on draft night. Um, but yeah, I think that kind of concludes everything. We really appreciate you guys listening. We really appreciate you guys sticking through it and, uh, and listening to all the content we've thrown at you over the past week. Uh, it, it's been a lot more than I was anticipating us doing, but at the same time, I just really, uh, I really enjoyed the process this week and it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So why, where can they find you? Uh, underscore Sparky, underscore four. And then you can find me at Varsity Ginger 55 and, uh, yeah, until next time y'all. Peace. See ya.